We got some sort of moralistic therapeutic deism, a note from a first grader on listening to Table Talk Radio, and we go after a couple of new games, including basketball team warm-up shirt theology. That'll be a good one. Stay tuned. Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. You know, but if the busboy at that restaurant and you're there simply to clear tables and you notice that there's people that aren't coming in, it's not your job to start changing aspects of the restaurant because it's not your restaurant. So the question is, is whose church is it? I mean, if it's right. if it's our church, then we better get busy and start doing all these things because it's up to us to, quote, grow the church. But if it's right. the Lord's church, he's the one who gets to call the shots. Did you hear what it says? The church is not a monster with two heads. There's only one head, Jesus and Peter. <laughs> wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. That's the- Hold on. I can count. <laughs> Jesus, one. <laughs> Peter, two. Welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio. Pastor Wolfner. How you doing? Hey, great. How are you? Great. Ready for another? I'm pretty excited about today's Table Talk Radio because I did none of the show prep, and you did it all. Wait a minute. I'm not that excited. Yes. At all. <laughs> now you wait a minute. Let me re- re- let me wait, rechange let me, my excitement let me think level. That. <laughs> rechange. That's what we do around here. We rechange. <laughs> That's when you change, then you change again. Yeah. That's relevant. I've, That's I've, re-relevant. I've repented of my excitement. I've I've turned the direction. <laughs> I read the first sentence of five emails, and I just moved them right over from the inbox into the episode planning, and we're just going to crank down this thing. We got a praise song, Cruncher Submission. We got a basketball team warm-up shirt theology submission. We got an email about the Unum Sanctum, our favorite papal bull. We got a suggestion for a new day, game, and then we got a question about a watered-down church. I don't think we're going to get to it all. Let's get after it. All right, we'll start with buzzwords. You go first. My buzzword for you is quasimodogeneity. That's nice, huh? That's nice. That's nice. Uh, the quasimodo comes. It is a Latin phrase meaning as newborn babes, and it comes from First Peter, uh, from the verse that says, "As newborn babes, desire the pure spiritual milk of the word." And that word from First Peter was the the antiphon for the introit for the first Sunday after Easter. So let's get after that. So the the service, the traditional liturgy begins with a a, a portion of normally from one of the Psalms, and uh, and that's the very first thing that happens. The introit as the pastor uh, comes into the church, and there's normally an antiphon, a repeated verse that's at the beginning of the introit. And mostly it's from the Psalms. Sometimes it's from other portions of the Bible. And it just so happens that on the first Sunday after Easter, the first part of the introit, which have been the first words that the people would hear in the church, is this verse from First Peter, quasi-modogenity, as newborn babes, probably because of the tradition of baptizing on Easter and restoring people into fellowship on Easter and so forth. As newborn babes desire the pure spiritual milk of the word. Now, that first phrase that people would hear in the church became the name of the Sunday. So this first Sunday after Easter, Quasimodo, second Sunday, Misericordis Domini, have mercy on me, O Lord, and so forth. Same thing through Lent, etc. So the Sundays all had their Latin names, which came from the first part of the introit. 
Now, Quasimodo, what about the Hunchback of Notre Dame? That's what his name was, Quasimodo, probably because he was born on the Sunday after Easter. So, oh. And that is your buzzword. Wow. All right. Um, my buzzword comes to you from two different sources. The first source is from the dictionary. The second source is from gotquestions.org, and the word is repent. So if you look up repent in the dictionary, it says uh, feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin. It's a pretty good definition, I think. If you go yeah. to gotquestions.org, it says that repent from the Greek word metanoia means turning from sin. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Got questions? What is that? A website? It's a website with a bunch of uh, Christian Christian thing. Yeah, it's a Christian website. I mean, usually they're pretty good. It's from uh, Got. Let's see, Got Question Ministries. It doesn't answer anything. Usually, they have some pretty good uh, stuff in there. But uh, see, here's the here's the thing. When we talk about repentance, that we have to understand that uh, repentance is first just a um, well, as, as the dictionary said, a remorse, a, a regret, a, a an, an expression of um, of uh, of uh, contrition over what you've done. It's it's a, really a matter of the heart. Um, oftentimes we we want to, you know, say that it's a you know a turning from sin. Now it was oh well metanoia. That's what it means to turn from sin. Well yes it does in in the heart <laughs> that I would turn away from my sin. That is to feel remorse for the thing that I've done. But what oftentimes happens is that we make a Roman view of repentance to say that it's uh, the stopping of the doing. And doing something else that is repentance, and now that becomes, you know, uh, repent and believe the gospel becomes a, a matter of our works. But rather, if we can understand repentance rightly, like as the dictionary defined it, for example, um, we can see that uh, repentance is a work of the Holy Spirit to bring us to contrition, to bring us to repentance, to bring us to remorse over the wrongs that we've done. And uh, when Luther talks about this, he says that confession now has two parts. First, that you'd have sorrow over your sins, and then second, that you'd have faith, that you'd believe in the word of the gospel from the pastor as is from Christ himself. It's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yep. All right. Well, uh, let's see. First on the line is an email. Go for it. Uh, here it is. This is from... Oh, this is great. Uh, Dear Pastors Wolfmuller and Gagline, while driving my seven-year-old daughter, Juliana, to her classical Lutheran school this morning, my car stereo's flash drive supply of unlistened-to issues, etc. episodes ran out. That's a, that, by the way, that's a description. That sentence right there, you know, if you were going to start, you know, remember how Ruth, during the time of the judges, everything's fallen apart, but it gives this little beautiful picture of order in the midst of chaos. <laughs> this sentence... Is like that. Shockingly, it's, he's it, he's renaming his issues, etc. File names A A A A issues, etc. And then when he <laughs> downloads Table Talk Radio, he renames the file names Z Z Z Z Table Talk that's Radio. Right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so it's like it's like this peaceful thing. I'm driving my seven year old to a classical Lutheran school, listening to issues, etc. It's like Serenity. everything is good. Yeah, it's peace. The water's calm, and then all of a sudden, the tragedy enters in. The end of the playlist. And it flips over to Table Talk Radio, and now the drama is set, you know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> the emergency. Uh, the issues, etc. episodes ran out, so it switched on to Table Talk Radio. We're cruising along, listening to episode number 404. I still can't believe we've done this many shows. It's ridiculous. Which was called Unum Sanctum Math. And I had no idea how much my daughter was actually listening. 
After the discussion of some congregation wanting its own police force, she piped up from the back seat, giggling. Wow, issues, etc. has gotten really silly. <laughs> I could have said it better myself. Just Keep a up bit. the great mediocrity. Sincerely, <laughs> Scott. Where's Scott from? He's from Ill, 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 Ill. You know, it's something that that, letter, that state, Ill, could also be a Roman numeral. Mm, how would it be? That would be 49. He's from 49. You see how that goes? <laughs> I do. I, I've, I've heard of Roman numerals before, so yes. Anyhow. All right. Well, go. we're going to do a little uh, praise song crunching and uh, two weeks in a row, apparently. Why not? Pass- it's easy. It pays the bills, man. Praise song crunching. Everyone why? says, hey, why don't you do some more praise song crunching? You guys are so nice last time, so gentle, so nice. Crunch some, crunch some praise songs. I mean, and nobody nobody slows down to see someone pulling over to help someone change the tire. They they pull over to watch the wreck, you know. <laughs> give the people what they want. Pe- Remember that show? Are people you wonder, not entertained? People, people wonder, why are you doing praise song cruncher so much? Well, Pastor Wolf there has been picking the lineup, so. That's right. Okay, well, Remember in the Gladiator, the guy comes out, he just just demolishes everyone and to the crowd that's how we are after the praise song you know head on the conquered are you not entertained <laughs> that's what the praise song cruncher is like uh, it's I very see. pastoral i never knew that okay well uh, this is how the praise song cruncher goes developed by the reverend pastor wolf Mueller. that uh sure. <laughs> i'm just throwing Blame you under me. the bus i i had no part in this <laughs> i am not responsible for this in i any don't way. even like it um uh, However, uh, that uh, he developed this to try and grab hold of uh, the, the the slippery walrus uh, of mysticism because you can't you can't do it. I mean, it, it's hard to to grab hold. It's like it's like trying to catch Jello. We were trying to um, theologically critique mysticism, but this is an attempt to do so. Uh, Did I tell you the story about how we in the, when I was a kid that we had our own version of the greased pig thing where we'd have a greased watermelon and throw it in the pool? Did I ever tell you about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh, sure. It was hilarious. Anyway, yeah, just remember like that this. story and laugh a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, here's the praise song Cruncher goes. Um, first question. <laughs> Can we get a laugh track going? Someone hit the laugh track. I'll get on that. Is Jesus work. mentioned? Yes, no, and if yes, in name or concept. So no minus 10, yes, plus 10. I can't tell zero. Mrs. Uh, mystical form. This is looking for sentences because oftentimes what we're finding in the mystical songs, the mystical praise songs, is that they use um, expressions rather than sentences, and this serves its purpose of of um, making an impression upon your mind, but it can't really express a truth statement, an assertion, without a subject, verb, and object. Also, repetition. There's a lot of repetition. Like a lot of repetition, like over and does over it, again. Does it repeat itself? Does, like repeating, yeah. Um, if it does that, then say, it's wait, also say that trying one again. to... Say that last one again. Repetition. Uh, then that has its function of creating uh, some mystical form. But then we go to the mystical content. We ask questions. Does it talk about God, uh, experiencing God, seeing God, touching God, feeling God, uh, romance, uh, loss of self, God working inside How of me instead of... you say romance instead of romance? Romance. 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 Poor Mandy. Poor Mandy. Say the word. Mandy is just she's <laughs> awestruck twenty four seven. You got any? Got any romance around here? What? <laughs> well, lucky for you, it's time for a break. This conversation won't go any further. I'm sure. <laughs>
You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll continue the praise song cruncher right after this. I we could apply that repetitive thing to our jokes. Like, this bump music is terrible. Earplugs not included. You're on Table Talk Radio. We're going to Germany in September. Send me an email if you want more information. BeWolfMuther at gmail.com. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Are there um, anything? What was that song? I like how you're insisting that we use uh, copyright-free music, and then you want to know the name of the song of the copyrighted-free music. Oh, that's the big that just hit. Sounds like you just—that's the like, big hit in royalty-free music. A, playing a video game. <laughs> Have you been? Haven't you been hearing this that one like on the kids radio? Have this, these songs on their video games. I'm like, turn that trash off. So, but I, of course, it's a lot better. That I mean, I. Why don't we? Uh, you know, that's what we should do. Retro Nintendo music for the bump in. <laughs> I'm sure that's copyrighted by Nintendo. Oof! It'd be get you in the Metro, or when you go in the castle in Zelda. Or... <laughs> I would. My, so whenever, whenever I got the uh, the buzzword, I would do the 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 power up the. Like like I just got the flower for for firepower. <laughs> That's what we need. This show needs more. Sa- this show has always needed more sound effects. Yeah. By the way, one of my constant critiques. Oh, recognize that sound effect. <laughs> Speaking of sound time effects. for. That means it's time for today's round of what is this game called that we name that or what? It's not name that. It's just uh, your baptismal verse of the week or something yeah come on what don't you have ready to go do you forget about that or something no of course not i just uh, it's like it's like you're walking down the street and someone jumps out of a bush quick give me a baptism verse (laughs) (laughs) today's Ah, baptism ah. verse of the week (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking of too many of them We should do that. Like, like we play the game when we go something? on catechism retreat. It's called the uh, Catechism Commando. You know? Do you know the? Have I ever told you about Catechism Commando? I don't think so. It is the best game. I invented it. Invented it. it years I ago. It. <laughs> That's not a word. I just invented it. It. It isn't a word. I just invented it. It. You just got served. Remember that? Yeah. 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 Now. Uh, I invented the game Catechism Commando. It's only played once a year at the Catechism Retreat that I host, and every year I lose. <laughs> and so every year I change the rules to my own advantage, and I still lose. So every year the game changes. It's like Calvin Ball, Luther Ball. Uh, but uh, but anyway, <laughs> I think I did win once, and it's like a big, it's a huge three-direction game of hide-and-go-seek. So the kids are looking for the pastors, and the pastors are looking for the staff, and the staff are looking for the kids. And so in this huge... Anyway. Uh, and you jump out and scare the kids. Or, you know, it's if, if the staff scares the kids such that they yell, they get 10 points. Hey, parents, send your kids to the catechism creek. We'll scare the crap so, out of your kids. It'll be I mean, great. You're just in the, in the dark, in the mountains. For only and, you know, over across the hills, you hear this... 
Ten points. Sounds like great <laughs> fun. Best. Is there is there a catechetical advantage to playing this game? Um. Yeah, we make something up to make it called Catechism <laughs> Commando, but it's mostly the point of the game is I should win, but that that is never really manifested. It's like that now, scene the point in... Of this all okay, go ahead. Is this verse from Galatians chapter 3. Mm-hmm. Is that enough stall time for you to find a baptism verse? Now, now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian, for in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ Jesus have put on Christ. Did you hear about that? Mm. Now, our friends, the baptism deniers, which would be basically everybody except for the Lutherans, hate the idea that baptism has something to do with salvation. And they say, I I was talking to this guy. Did I tell this story already? How I was talking to this uh, campus pastor, um, Baptist, Southern Baptist, Reformed Baptist, part of Southern Baptist, campus ministry guy up in Boulder, after the presentation I gave up there. And he said, well, all right, look, I'll concede. You guys might have 10, 12 verses about baptismal regeneration, but I've got a 1,000 verses about salvation by grace through faith. Ooh, check so, so The verses, the verses <laughs> by salvation through grace through faith are supposed to undo our I, the idea that baptism saves. Why? Because baptism is a work. Well, why do you know baptism is a work? Well, because I made up what a work is, and then baptism fits that <laughs> definition. Because, because, but look at this verse. It says... Uh, do you hear this? For as in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Jesus Christ have put on Christ. I mean, do you see how faith and baptism are bound up together? They're not against each other. Mm-hmm. Like we're saved by faith. That means you can't be baptized. Well, Paul says you're saved by faith. That means you're baptized. It's the same doctrine. That... Well, what's, what's interesting oh, about what that guy said, he goes, you know, I agree you guys got some good verses on this, but I'm willing to ignore those verses so that I can pay attention to these verses, rather than this attempt to try and see God's word as God's word that must fit together. I mean, <laughs> that's right. It's just like, oh, I'll just, you know, it's the heresy two step. I'll, I'll, I'll get the scale out, and when I find a verse that is in my favor, I'll put it on this side of the scale. When I find a verse that doesn't work with my theology, I'll put it on this side of the scale. Which whether whichever one's heavier, that's the theology I'll go with. What? Yeah, that's right. I, I think I know. the entire word of God is inspired and so therefore teaches one common doctrine. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. I mean, how about, yeah, that's right. I mean, how many verses do you need to tell you that baptism forgives sins? One. Answer, one. Yes. One. This is crazy. Now, but if it says that, and then it also says salvation by grace through faith, then of course they're not saying anything different. And this is so frustrating is that those people who argue against baptismal regeneration never argue from the texts that talk about baptism. <laughs> they talk, they, talk, they do all the grace alone texts, and they say, see? You're like, well, wh-? It's like the Bible doesn't want to ever tell us anything about baptism. Like it's, it's like there's no, ver- it's like ignore the 200 verses that the Bible has about baptism. It's crazy. Yeah, just crazy. This concludes the yeah, rant on baptism. Good. Okay. Okay, thank you. So before all of that nonsense, we started talking about some praise song crunching, and I we, do yes. we have a submission to the praise song cruncher? Is that it? Oh yeah, yeah. Here it is. It says, "I thought you got, might get a kick out of this song." Before you ask, it is a praise song, and I heard it several times in Christian quote worship, Qu- worship in scare quotes. <laughs> the song is uh, "Tell Your Heart to Beat Again" by Danny Gokey, and this thanks for all you do. Abby in Ohio. That's a J- city in Japan, I think. Ohio. 
See that? Oh, he. Oh, I'm not looking. I'm trying to figure out what it is you're saying. O h i o. Oh, he. I think that's Ohio. <laughs> no, look. It's mostly. It's got to be international. All our. Oh, he. Oh. Anyway, tell your heart to beat again. Beat. Beat. It's nice to have all these international listeners. I think. Beat. The life you I can see why, <clears throat> excuse me, Abby went out of her way to tell us that this was actually sung in a church because I don't know if I'd believe it otherwise. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's like a, not a praise song. It's more like a a therapist song. It's like the songs you <laughs> sing when you go to visit the therapist. She has it, you know, playing in the waiting room while you're waiting to see the therapist. That's right, on repeat. And you listen to it a couple of times. You're like, oh, I'm up fine. I, feel I, I guess we should cancel this. Yeah. So maybe maybe listen Still. listen to this on your, in the car on the way home. Yeah, still going to send a bill. <laughs> um, Beginning, okay. just let that word wash over you. It's all right now. Love's healing hand have pulled you through. So get back up. Take step one. Leave the darkness. Feel the sun. Because your story's far from over and your journey's just begun. Ah. Tell your heart to beat again. Oh, this is the... What do we call that part that repeats? The uh, chorus. Repetition. Tell your heart to beat again. Close your eyes and breathe it in. Let the shadows fall away. Step into the light of grace. Yesterday's a closing door. You don't live there anymore. Say goodbye to where you've been and tell your heart to beat again. You know, this sounds a lot like the prophet Isaiah, just in my... <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of how Isaiah preached it. <laughs> you know... Let every heart... <laughs> Just go ahead. Every heartbreak, every scar, be a picture that reminds you who carried you this far. I mean, this this whole thing's stupid because okay, <laughs> t- tell your heart to beat again. Let's just let's just pretend you, you find a guy whose heart is not beating. Yeah. Why doesn't he just say to his heart, "Hey, start beating again"? Yeah, that's right. What's, why? Why what's you got a hold of your heart? <laughs> what, what? Why'd you stop beating? I kind of need you down there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is this is like the ridiculousness of the the synergists who say that you know you you ask Jesus to come into your heart. Like, wait a minute, aren't we born dead in our trespasses and sin, and we're supposed to somehow ask Jesus into our heart if we're dead in our trespasses and sin, born as enemies of God, children of his of his wrath and of the devil, and yet we're supposed to ask Jesus into to our hearts? Does that make any sense whatsoever? I mean, the last time I saw a dead body, I, I didn't go up and say, "Hey." Ask Jesus into your heart. <laughs> you your, should have told your heart to keep on beating. <laughs> that was dumb. If only. <laughs> well, would you believe well, it that stopped? this segment is already over? What? 
That means you only have to endure two more segments of Table Talk Radio. How did that even happen? I know. Tell tell the bump music to start again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If the bump music goes for too long, I might have to have a little talk with my heart. (laughs) I think the the bump music's fabulous. We'll be right back. Table Talk Radio. You know what this... This needs a little junk blowing in the back of it. For those times when you just want to be alone, this is Table Talk Radio. I save all the good stuff for grappling with the text, a little video Bible study that you could find at worldvieweverlasting.com. Halfway through Table Talk Radio, and Pastor Wolfman there is halfway through getting his taxes done. No time like yes. the present. That's right. Well, uh, here we it, are. You know, it, it, it take, doing my taxes takes a little pain out of the recording the show. <laughs> Boy, this, this is getting me you know, down. I better do my taxes to, do. to lift me up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Table Talk Radio. Oh, boy. Taxes. <laughs> now I feel better. <laughs> Uh, you're offending all of our curve, CPA man. listeners right now. If we have, <laughs> please excuse my my co-host. He, he's very insensitive to our CPA listeners. Yeah, probably the CPA. You know, they probably do the same. They probably listen to Table Talk Radio. It's like at least my job isn't that bad. <laughs> at least I'm not a it's like, co-host it's like on putting, Table Talk Radio. <laughs> it's like putting a rock in your shoe, you know, to make you forget about your back pain. <laughs> Make that into a liner. <laughs> the rock in your shoe to... Yes, did you forget? Did yeah. forget about your back pain? I'm beginning to just let that word wash over you. If you could say this, the lyrics to this song in a calm, soothing voice to me, and it might be therapeutic. Go ahead. I'm ready. Uh, tell your heart to beat again. Close your eyes and breathe it in. Let the shadows fall away. Step in the light of grace. Today's, or sorry, yesterday's a closing door. You don't. Could live... you read it a little more peacefully, pe- yeah, sorry. please? Yesterday's a closing door. You don't have to live there anymore. Say goodbye to where you've been, and tell your heart goodbye to beat again. Beat. <laughs> yeah, this is a great praise song. Let's start crunching it. <clears throat> is Jesus mentioned? No, no, not even close. He doesn't. This doesn't even get into the edge of mentioning Jesus. <laughs> doesn't even try. If Jesus were a city in Japan named Ohio, <laughs> this is not even on the in the ocean close by. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what about mystical form? <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't quite tell. Sentences, repetition. Close your eyes and breathe it in. Let the shadows fall away. Step into the light of grace. I mean, this is all this kind of mental visioning. This is, remember that guy, Christian Smith, who invented that thing called moralistic therapeutic deism? Remember that? Only thing he missed out was. I think he just. I think he invented it. He coined the phrase. He he came up with the diagnosis. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right. He invented it, the label. (laughs) 
moral that that that's a if you can find a label for something like that you're in you I mean you're in kind of intellectual pay dirt if you can give a thing a name yeah and that's what that guy did moralistic therapeutic deism and he says look around you you know what you see not Christianity but a pseudo destructive theology called moralistic therapeutic deism and this is the this praise song puts the therapy in therapeutic deism i mean do you hear this is all this kind of mental visioning the words fall short in times like these you know by the way praise songwriters here's some free advice <laughs> oh, ready this is gonna be good get out your pen or whatever <laughs> you use to write you know i'm just gonna clear my and, mind uh, this, yeah, clear your mind. Get ready for this. <laughs> Whenever you find yourself writing this, the lines like the words fall short or words can't <laughs> express or sentences just won't do or whatever it is that you're thinking about saying, just stop writing the song. <laughs> Show some integrity. It's, 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 <laughs> I know. Word, word, words can't fathom such things, but I'm going to write a song about it. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna because you but you see that this is part of the point is that the rest as soon as the song says words can't express you know what the rest of the whole song is it's not words it's visions mm -mm. because that's what the mystic does it's not in the, you're not in the realm of words and assertions and truth and talk radio you're in the realm of uh, picture Feelings. experience the the internal theater the 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 drama of the of the heart. You breathe, close your eyes, breathe it in, let the shadows fall. Step into the light of grace. But Yesterday's a closing door. For See, most so, people, so here's that's, yesterday, that's all, all the that, bad stuff. And, so for most people, that's all that spirituality is. Well, yeah. So, so, so I, I mean, I, I'm saying that, that, that most, most people understand spirituality to really just be uh, emotionalism, even though they maybe wouldn't call it that, so that yeah, I mean, right. so so that you you walk away from the the worship service and someone's asking the question, you know, was that you know something spiritual that happened? They are simply asking the question, was I emotionally moved? Even if they wouldn't use the word emotion, you know, was was I moved? Yeah, yeah. So you got two things. You got a kind of formal and material principle thing. So the first problem is that the action, the th religious action, is on the inside in the theater of the heart. That's the first problem. And then the second problem is that the action of the heart is this kind of, I'm hurt, I'm wounded, I'm, uh, I'm dissatisfied. Your the life you knew is in a thousand pieces on the floor. You're shattered. You're, you're crushed. You're broken. You're broken. That's it. This is it's the picture of brokenness. And now, what is salvation in this picture? Is a picture of, of healing, being being brought together. Now, now we can look and find a brokenness in the scriptures, but, but that's not enough. It is not enough. It is not the to say I am a poor miserable sinner is more than saying I am emotionally wounded by life. Hmm. I mean, now, you can be emotionally wounded by life. That's right. That can be true. But that's not enough. The Bible has something more to say. Because, you see, if the full extent of our problem is this kind of um, emotional brokenness, we're victim of our circumstance, we've been wounded and crushed and whatever, then what is salvation? Salvation is being put back together, 
you know, kind of humpty dumpty. So that the you're, you're like Jesus is the all the king's horses and all the king's men. This is what, <laughs> Jesus is piecing back your heart. He's giving you hope, you know, lifting you out of the doldrums of life or whatever. So the inability to make That's a not distinction between emotionalism and spirituality uh, is then given us the inability to to diagnose the true problem so that we think you know if the if the answer so we, we start backwards we start what's the answer the answer is that i am emotionally lifted up so therefore what must the problem be the problem is that i'm i'm burdened by the troubles of this life that get me down and um, that entirely misses then a real problem that we are born into sin and that we are sinners and that we sin and that the true answer would be that Jesus died for my sin and he bestows to us through word and sacrament the forgiveness of sins from the outside to us, not something that's planted on the inside. So so, so misunderstanding what spirituality really is uh, leads us to totally miss Christ, to totally miss the gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Totally. Totally. Jesus becomes my, my, I don't know, therapist or or or... Jesus, his death on the cross becomes completely unnecessary. I mean, why do you need to shed your blood and suffer God's wrath to fix my emotional brokenness? All you need to do is add some sort of vision journey to see, leave the darkness, feel the sun, because your story's far from over. Your journey's just begun. You don't, you see, you don't need Jesus out of the grave. You don't need Jesus risen and ascended. All you need to do is tell your heart to beat again and close your eyes and breathe it in <laughs> you know it's just it's inane anyway mystical f- f- form jeez 100 percent. if you want to email them just me- get- the mini pants prbw at tabletalkradio.org <laughs> i would look i if someone is feeling angry tell your heart to beat again <laughs> just Close your eyes and breathe it in and let the shadows fall away. Don't worry. Step into the light of grace. Just do this song before you send in the, the hate mail. This this segment of Table Talk Radio is a closing door. Don't worry. <laughs> That's right. Hopes to come. Don't we have some good e- Let's crush this thing, man. So no Jesus, mystical form, uh, right? I mean, it's all about the picture. Okay. Uh, uh, I think it, mo- it does use sentences. Um so they're, they're, it's got that going for it, but it's all this picture language, you know, and it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's totally disconnected from reality. So, all right. So we want to hit law gospel real quick. Uh, yeah. No. So the, this is it. We talked about it already, and the the answer is, the law is I've had a bad day, I, or also my life is shattered in a thousand pieces, and then um, the gospel is I'm stepping into the light of grace or whatever. Who knows. Um, false teaching Which is not, not law gospel. Yeah, it's already addressed. It's okay. been it's been, it's been pretty hammered out. Yeah, I, I would say I would call that addressed. <laughs> I like this guy's voice, by the way. Is there a question about that in there? Uh, I kind of like that raspy, thirty-somethings millennial sound. Well, you, maybe you'd like to hear some of my demo tracks then. <laughs> It's it's called it's called Evan oh, in the yeah. morning. <laughs> Send that to PRBW at Table Talk Radio. I'm sure to I'm sure to check it sometime. <clears throat> All right, oh, we need hit another break. When we get back, what are we doing after this break, Pastor Wolfmiller? Uh, let's see. Uh, coming up next is uh, 
signs. Oh yeah, it is uh, high school basketball warm up jersey theology. Oh yeah, that's everyone's favorite game. That's up yeah, next on Table Talk Radio. We want to hear from you. Just give us a call. 1-800-385-SOLA is the number. 1-800-385-7652. You can also send us an email. We'll get to them in about six months or so. That email address is questions at tabletalkradio.org. <laughs> questions at tabletalkradio.org. And send your hate mail to prbw at tabletalkradio.org. <laughs> And someone's going to say they've been shattered like they've never been before. Yeah, he'll... he'll the life they knew, a thousand pieces on the floor. Yeah, Pastor Will just reply with the lyrics of this song to all your hate mail. We're right back! Oh. Probably the best song we have. Table Talk Radio, where the voice crying in the wilderness is the listener. The Daily Bible Meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com, where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. T-shirt theology, that's what's been missing from the Table Talk Radio lineup until now. Not just any (laughs) T-shirt. Basketball team warm-up T-shirt. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, you got to get, you know, we got to be more specific with our games. I think our games are a bit too general and uh, and abstract. Yeah, praise song crunchers, praise songs sung by 30% charismatic churches that last less than four minutes. (laughs) What? if is it that that is a way to fight against you know abstraction everything is very concrete mhm anyway like this game christian uh, high school basketball team t-shirt warm up warm up t-shirt warm up t-shirt <laughs> all right so what do you have here this is from tyler i don't know where tyler is from maybe probably from china <laughs> probably <laughs> from of, Uruguay, I heard today some place where they play a Al lot Mohler of that. Uh, <laughs> that that uh, that that Canada was you know trying to become the the second country to legalize marijuana. Yeah, right. And after. The first country to do it is Uruguay. <laughs> so Uruguay. <laughs> I wonder yeah, if we got a lot of Uruguayni listeners. I wonder what you call in. the person that lives in Uruguay. Uh, so I Uruguay. heard. I heard Europe, that about wouldn't? Canada. You know what else I heard about Canada? They're trying what? to remove from all their legal uh, legal language uh, the terms father and mother and just have uh, the gender-neutral parent. <laughs> what a bunch of pagans. If they had to protect themselves <laughs> instead of just relying on us, they would not maybe not have so much time to just sit around there and figure out how to be stupid. If you're one of our Canadian listeners, email prbw at tabletalkradio.org. Hey, that door's closed. <laughs> Step into the light. Tyler writes, maybe Tyler's from Canada. Hey, guys, I actually have a T-shirt. Uh, I actually have a T-shirt a Christian high school basketball team wore. It was their warm-up shirt, and it said, quote, play like Christ. They also said the phrase whenever they broke a huddle. Keep up the mediocrity. Play like Christ. All right, let's think about this. How does one, two, three? Play like how Christ. does Christ play basketball? He's. I mean, wouldn't that guy be like hundred percent from the field? Well, this is a good question. <laughs> I actually think we've somehow stumbled across a good question. 
<laughs> it's amazing because it's the same sort of thing. You say, well, how was Jesus in history class? And we assume that, you know, he would have got 100% on the quiz because he was there, you know, through history. <laughs> he saw he was, you know, he knows the languages and stuff. Like I know this. where you're but, going with this. But was it, is it a sin? How do you know? This is, I think, the clarifying question. Is it a sin to miss a basket? Is it a sin to miss a question? Well, I don't know. Could, could you could you have studied harder? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Now, this is an amazing sort of thing, right? Uh, uh, this is. I mean, I see. This is actually, I think, a good question. Now, I would I would postulate that 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 part of Christ's humanity, and especially in the state of humiliation, which is defined officially as the fact that he did not at all times and in every way use the attributes which belong to him mm-hmm. via the union of the divinity with the with the um, humanity, in the state of humiliation, not out of neglect or hate, but just there's things that he didn't know, and so forth, you know. Could Jesus have, could someone have, could someone have beat Jesus in an arm wrestling match? Well, yes, of course. See, so I mean, so could someone have been better at basketball than Jesus? But now, so so that so this is I mean, could Jesus die? I mean, this is the this is the point. I mean, you could just as well miss a basketball shot as you could die. Now, if Jesus wanted to stand in Ohio, Japan, and shoot a basketball into Canada, where this where Tyler lives, wherever that is. Uh, and make it and perform that miracle, he could do that also, right? Yes. But he didn't always do that. That's the point. Yes. He could, he could walk on water, but he, he could also go swimming. So uh, what, this what, is good for us to meditate on. What, what do you think that the Christian high school basketball team is trying to say by wearing the warm-up shirts and breaking the huddles by saying, play like Christ? Well, I think it probably has less to do with Jesus basketball skills and more like Jesus positive mental attitude. That's what I was coaching a football game for Daniel, you know, this last week. We played he plays the flag football and we our team is the what are we the Power Raptors or something? And we were playing the Spartans and man the Spartans are pretty into it. I mean, both the coaches had like beards like they're from the set of 300 and <laughs> And they get the we are the Spartans before it was pretty intense, you know. They're like chewing on raw. Daniel's meat going, Dad, else. why can't you wear a beard like that? That's right. Look at their how come coach. we're not the Spartans? <laughs> how come we don't have to do up downs? We are Spartans. Every time the these other t- anyway, it's kind of crazy. And uh, but but there that other team's coaches was he he was all about the positive middle attitude. So he's out there coaching. He says, uh, "What do we need?" And the kids would say. PMA, that's right. Positive <laughs> mental attitude. Need a little more PMA on Table Talk Radio. <laughs> so, I, I'm just guessing the play like Christ probably has more to do with the positive mental attitude. In other words, Jesus was nice, so we could play. Ni- I think that's probably all it means. Jesus was nice, we should play nice because know. you know people can get into it when you're playing the sports. You're like, it becomes less like a game and more like. Donald Trump versus Kim Jong Un or whatever. Yeah, that guy but is. but when you're when you're you know pushing around underneath to try and try and get the get open for the pass, you, you, you know you're maybe saying a few things outside of your mouth to the competitor like you you whitewash sepulcher, 
You know, you're, you're, <laughs> you brood of vipers. I mean, <laughs> I'm just playing like Christ. <laughs> That's right. You get a cord. to you. Start driving them. <laughs> if that move would have been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have rejoiced to see it. Turn the other. You think you're the other good team because you're going to play Abraham? like Christ. That's right. God, the root, God can the make axes at the root. God can make basketball stars out of these stones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough out of that. I think one. that's what it probably means. I think um, there's something you can't. I mean, it is true that turn the other cheek does not apply to basketball. Okay. I mean, unless. I guess it could be some sort of fake move, you know. I mean, there's there is something to be saying about you know being a good sport. You know, it just you don't want to go uh, you know, get so aggressive when you're playing that you elbow a guy in the nose on purpose or something like that. You know, there's there's stuff like that. But we 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 just I don't know. Maybe if you're playing like Christ, you're like you you make one point and you're like it counts as five thousand. <laughs> anyway, I don't think it holds water. Yeah. All right. Do one more email. Yeah, we got three minutes to address this one. This is from Chris in Oregon. Hey there, guys. I've gotten on a serious conversation with a Roman Catholic regarding the Unum Sanctum and the failure of the papacy as an institution. My Roman friend, after reading the bull, just basically shrugged it off. He sees no problem with the Pope using, quote, put up thy sword into thy scabbard, end quote, as a proof text for the spiritual and temporal authority of the Pope. He says that they are perfectly, quote, Reasonable, allegorical applications, end quote. I guess he would say that since the Roman Catholic, after all, uh, I mean, what do you guys say to these guys when they've already bought the whole papal authority bit? Yours in mediocrity, Chris. Well, I think think he's right that he probably would say that as a Roman Catholic. I mean, um, you would expect that. Uh, so, th- so this this comes into the question of um, you know what what is our source of truth, and of course uh, we understand our infallible source of truth to be that from the scriptures alone, whereas Roman Catholic would see the tradition itself or the the papacy as that as that. Now, I think I think then we want to just kind of go back to um, you know uh, why 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 do we understand the scriptures to be the inspired word of God? Is it because, and we've talked about this before, is it because the church has said so, which is what the Roman Catholic would say, or was it because they were written from the apostles themselves? So in other words, Paul uh, uh, Paul writes a letter, and we would say that that is inspired simply because he is an apostle. He was sent by Christ to go teach the faith to uh, the churches. And so if we found a letter of Paul, we'd say, ah, inspired. But for the Roman Catholic, it's it's inspired because the church has said it's inspired. Yeah, about a minute and a half, Pastor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. And that's why this Unum Sanctum thing is so bad. I mean, not only does it give a really bad example of how to read the Bible, but it does that in service to an anti-reading of the Bible. In other words, um, it's a circular sort of thing. The, the, because the Pope has the authority to teach, then the Pope can stand over there and tell you what the Bible says, and you can't question it, no matter how uh, foolish he is, but that to, to point out the foolishness, no doubt, does its work. I mean, Jesus was saying something when he said, um, you know, put your sword into its sheath and two swords are sufficient. I mean, he was teaching and and that word is effective to teach the thing that Jesus was teaching. And so to put that into the ears of your Roman Catholic friends in contrast to what the Pope says it means is going to be good. 
mm-hmm. uh, that Jesus was teaching that the um, that the the disciples are going to go out and they're going to face opposition, that they need to be equipped for that sort of opposition, but that Christ will be with them and see them through that. That is comforting and uh, and different than what the Pope says about it. The allegorical interpretation um, is really a way of saying we're going to make the Bible say what it doesn't say rather than letting it say what it does. And say what we want it to say rather than what it does. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's going to be it for us on this edition of Table Talk Radio. Again, we want to hear from you by sending us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. And thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where we don't repent of saying quasimodo genity. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.